I'm comedian Timmy Boyle, and this is the greatest live Instagram comedy experience that nobody knew about. March of 2020, I just arrived home from tour when COVID-19 shut down the world. So despite being severely technically challenged, I started a daily live Instagram show right here from my living room. Because how hard could it be? And how long could a pandemic last? Apparently longer than five months. So now, a hundred episodes later, I've called comedians as diverse in experience as they are in style from all around the world to discuss comedy, life, and, well, whatever. I had no goals, which was a great idea. I avoided tech checks, which was a bad idea. And I eventually wore no pants. The jury's still out on that one. And my OJ, over 150 days, transformed from refreshing drink to rancid mystery liquid right before our eyes. It was a random, free-flowing, hilariously messy ride into the minds and backstage lives of entertainers where anything could happen, and did, including a trip to a goat farm. Overcoming a lack of direction, resources, and tech ineptness, as well as multiple zombie cyber attacks, a project not expected to last even a week soon developed into a must-watch show like no other. But don't take my word for it. See for yourself, right here on another episode of Calling Comedians in Quarantine. Is that it? Did we get it all? Awesome. Oh. Hey, it is uh, 7 o'clock on... Um, some day of the week, I don't even know which uh, which day it is. Uh, all the days kind of blend together, but it is seven o'clock at night, which means that it is time for another episode of Calling Comedians in Quarantine. My name is Timmy Boyle from Upstanding Comedy, and over the last 18 days, this is episode 19, almost three weeks now, uh, every night we've been calling comedians from all around North America, and um, tonight is no different, as we will be uh, connecting with Max Winfrey, stunt comedian. What? Yep. You're probably wondering, well, what is a stunt comedian? That's what we're going to find out. Um, thank you for those who are tuning in now. We see a few of our regulars coming in. Thank you for making this a regular part of your day. Um, really, when... Uh, uh, I got home from the circuit tour a couple weeks ago, well, I guess three weeks ago today, and uh, found out that the um, we had just got in under the wire. Um, they had, it was a 250-person limit on the last day of our tour. I think it was in on the Sunday, which is three weeks ago today. They dropped it down to 50, and within a few days after that, uh, this whole thing came crashing down. And then I was like, well, I guess I won't be performing on uh, stage anytime soon. Um, which I thought was only going to be a couple weeks, but now it looks like it's going to be close to 400 days. But then I decided, hey, uh, let's uh, let's find a way to entertain some people, show people the kind of the um, offstage lives of comedians. 
um, and have a way for me to be able to connect with you and to connect with uh, some of my buddies and, um, and other comics around North America. So this is a way for me to bring them into my living room from their living rooms because we're all in quarantine. Um, and then to bring both of us then into your living room, which is what we're doing tonight. Unless you're not in your living room. Maybe you're lying on the couch. Maybe you're lying in the tub. Maybe you're lying outside. Maybe you are hanging out with your pet tiger. That apparently is a thing right now, um, in case you haven't been following the whole tiger scenario on Netflix. I still haven't watched it, by the way, the Tiger King or whatever. I can't do it. Um, it's kind of, I think it's going to be on my list of things that I haven't watched um, along with everything else. Like, for example, um, uh, Titanic is on that list. Uh, Frozen is on that list, and now Tiger King is on that list. Like years from now, people will say, "Hey, you never saw Tiger King," and I'm like, "Nope." You know what's fascinating to me is that um, uh, there won't be anybody be going, "You didn't own a tiger." It's like, nope. But but what? Not watching Tiger King. That's a thing. In fact, less people will be surprised if I actually own a tiger. Less people will be surprised by that than the people who are surprised that I didn't watch Tiger King. Does that make sense? Anyways. Um, Roy says, or maybe you're just sitting around without pants on. True, not wearing pants. It's just my thing. Why would I? Where am I going to go? Oh, my mom's here. So um, I guess she's going to know I'm not wearing pants either. But my mom's been watching the show for a while now. So anyways... Thank you all for tuning in. Um, we've got to hunt down uh, Max Winfrey here and uh, get him into the show. Uh, Williamson523, thank you so much for tuning in. Let us go now and find uh, Max Winfrey. That's what we're looking for. We're going to call Max Winfrey. I don't even know if you can see me right now as I'm going to be calling Max Winfrey. But I've sent Max Winfrey an invitation uh, to have him here on uh, Instagram uh, for uh, episode 19 of Calling Comedians in Quarantine. Max Winfrey is a stunt comedian. We're going to find out about more about that in a little bit as soon as we make that connection. How are you guys all doing? I hope everyone's doing fine. I mean, um, I don't know if, uh, if anyone... Has anybody in here... I uh, want to admit that you actually had COVID-19, or maybe you do right now. Like, like we're six feet away. We're one arm at least, maybe, maybe two, unless you have a shorter arm. But I don't think it comes through the phone. But is there anybody on here right now as we're waiting for a stunt comedian, uh, Max Winfrey here? Uh, anybody here? Um, uh, okay, Crystal's Punny has a couple coughs. But it's not her. That's okay. It could be allergy season. Um, I've heard people that have runny noses and they're like, it's just allergies. Is it? Hmm. I think not. I think you're probably um, carrying the COVID. Now it's almost like literally you fall down on the ground and scrape your knee and they'll be like, you got COVID-19. It's like, no, I fell down and scraped my knee. And everybody like like runs away because like it's so weird. It's so weird. Like like now you you literally... Um, could like 
like hiccup and people are like you got COVID-19 and then they run and they scatter and people call the cops that person's not quarantined just relax everybody anyways um enough about me let's bring in a stunt comedian Max Winfrey here on episode 19 of calling comedians in quarantine let's see if doing quarantine down in probably Orlando let's see Max Winfrey, are you there? Live on Instagram at the Real Timmy Boyle. We're waiting. The technology is incredible. You know, could you imagine though, like back in like the days when um, people were like battling like the Spanish flu, they didn't have technology. Like sometimes we complain that the technology is not working, but the very fact that I can do some sort of show in my living room and you can watch it, like even if we have a technical issue, how amazing is that, right? Like in the Spanish flu, you were just stuck in your house playing like wooden carved out board games. Um, hey, Max, Max, where are you? Let's go here. Wait, Max says hello. Let's try to get him in here. We're waiting. Let's try to make it happen. He, we know he's here. It's connecting. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Max Winfrey. Hey, buddy. How are I'm you? so sorry. I was fiddling around trying to get, I, I think I was watching the, I was watching Paul May for some reason. And then I don't, I couldn't figure it out. You were watching last night's episode going, how come I'm not, I'm supposed to be on the show. I know. I thought I was on, I thought I was watching you live and then I'm like, wait a minute, this doesn't seem right. So then I'm kind of fiddling back and forth, trying to get to where I need to be. It's all I'm good, over man. 50. Give me a break. I, hey, I'm just glad you're here. I was just saying that like the very fact that we even have this technology, like even like technology problems, we could be back in like the Spanish flu times where they had nothing. Like we even have, if a technical problem happens, that's still a blessing. Yes. I, I, I think about that, about uh, what it must've been like for everybody back in 1917 and 18, just getting the information. Now we're just instantaneous on what's happening with advances, medical um, breakthroughs and yeah. you know that gives us hope but back then they were just watching people drop like flies and they had no idea they were just sitting in their rooms like now um, you're not gonna drop like a fly right right now are you like, you're healthy you're good I have been in a captivity for about a month now so if I drop I'm gonna be so mad <laughs> look and and this is nothing personal but I'll tell you what if you were to drop on tonight's show my ratings for the next shows are going to go way up. So I'm kind of, it's a, I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to say win-win, but. I'm happy. I'm happy to contribute. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Roy here has uh, said, welcome to comedians who are techno challenged. That seems to be a common theme across this uh, 18 shows we've done so far. We've, we've, we've dropped calls in, in living rooms and, and basements and, uh, Joby tried to give us a tour of Nashville, and that went horribly wrong. But uh, it's all good, my friend. It's good to see you. It's good to see you too. Hey, so where where are you quarantined now? Uh, um, like you're in Orlando. 
Yes, I'm at home in Orlando. I moved about four years ago, so I'm a little farther west of Orlando than I used to be. Uh, yeah. So I'm in a town called Winter Garden. Oh, that sounds so peaceful. Yeah, it is. It was used to be a getaway for a lot of the snowbirds who would come down here in the 1920s. There's a big lake. I'm, I'm kind of in between two lakes here, but there's a big lake. It's the third largest lake in Florida called Lake Apopka, and there was a lot of... Um, homes around that lake for people to come down and get out of the cold. So in the 1920s, so these were all people escaping the Spanish flu right down into there into winter gardens. <laughs> I don't know, turn of the century, yeah. You know, interesting, my grandmother lived through the Spanish flu and I guess she was age, I think she had to be, let's see, that was, um, she was born in 06 and that was 17, 1917. So she was around 11 or 12 years old. Wow. And she survived the Spanish flu, obviously, and uh, her brother did not. Her brother Lawrence did not. Wow. And in fact, I think he gave the medicine to her. He said, give it to Anne. They didn't have much medicine back then. I don't even know what they were using. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he said, give it to her, and he passed away. Wow, that's so incredible. Probably older. How, long, yeah. how long did your grandmother live till? Till uh, age 98. Wow. Drove into her 90s, never had an accident. But didn't didn't make it all the way to COVID-19, though. No, thank goodness. And my dad passed away uh, just a few months ago, so he missed all of this, which is, I think, a blessing. He was really suffering. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, they sit down the nursing homes to any outside visitors whenever a flu comes, and we saw that a little bit while he was there. Yeah. But thank goodness he didn't have to live through this. Well, I am. Uh, I'm excited that you're you're on the show tonight. Now, this this really this is episode 19 of Calling Comedians Good Quarantine. For those that are tuning in right now, we're with Max Winfrey. He's on the bottom there. In case your phone is upside down, my name is Timmy Boyle, and uh, we've just really been calling comics from around North America, talking about comedy and life and how they've been surviving the quarantine. So, Max, I've been telling people, um, you know, you're a stunt comedian. Um, uh, what is that? Well, I do a lot of circus arts and improv comedy. I bring people on stage and include them in the maniacal acts of comedy. The maniacal and, uh, acts of comedy. That's, that's one of the best <laughs> descriptions I could think of. So I do things like knife throwing, balancing, unicycling, juggling mostly. Um, but always, always trying to keep you laughing. Um, and I love, I love bringing people up on stage. I love working with people that have physical challenges. Uh, we've had blind people, deaf people. Um, I love people that uh, are in, you know, that have um, the, um, you know, we've had people with dementia up there. I mean, the, the thing is, that I've noticed is that everybody loves to have fun and the physically challenged love to see what they love to show what they can do on stage. Right. And so, um, yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. You, you keep showing your toes. You know what it's like. So you, you know, you, I've seen park a crowd. You know, when you don't know what's going to happen, it's, uh, it can be a lot of fun, but it can be really scary. That's my, fa that's my favorite part of performing. And I've told people this before. I do not, I do not get as excited about the possibility of the standing ovation. If you want to go to that extreme, I get I get pumped up that every night something could go horribly wrong, and that might be a sick thing within me, Max. But uh, you know, mind you, but if if a joke fails for me, that's one thing. If if you drop a machete in the audience, that's a whole other thing. 
<laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not, I don't want to leave that point about the standing ovation. You know, I was working a show. I used to do, um, I had the blessing of working for Dolly Parton's organization, they, the Dixie Stampede. They have these dinner shows around the country. All right. um, they used to do one in Orlando. So I travel. I'm always getting on airplanes. But I had the opportunity to work there for a little bit, maybe on some Sunday nights and fill in for the regular guy. And then Christmas time, I would do like three weeks. He would take time off. And so uh, I was there working and uh, just doing like the pre-show. I'd do maybe a half hour or something before people would go into the arena and watch the dinner show. And it's right. got horses, cowboys. And, and uh, so one night I had a lady, uh, a girl in the audience who wanted to be on stage and she had Down syndrome. And, uh, what, you know, I love these people are very... Uh, they're just very loving, and, and they, love, they, they like to get up and be in the center of attention. So I brought her up, not knowing what's going to happen, but it was magic. And, uh, in fact, I, what, I, what I do is I try to set people up. I try to give them opportunities to be funny. So, right. you know, I open the door, and if they walk through the door that I give, all they have to do is be themselves. And uh, this little girl, she was probably 12 years old or so, uh, but she saw that she could turn the tables on me and be the one going after me at that particular point in the routine. And man, she took the baton and she ran with it. <laughs> when she left the stage, a hero's welcome, standing ovation for this girl with Down syndrome. Nice. I mean, just unbelievable, you know? They, uh, so. do, you know do you know comedian Derek Tennant? Yes, and I've met I've met him and spent some time with him at the CCA convention. Yeah, and uh, I've talked to him about doing a theater show and using his uh, his sister on stage because I think she'd be perfect. She has so much confidence. Oh, she's she's amazing, Julie. Uh, in fact, um, uh, three, two, one. Um, uh, I wish I had the link on me right now, but you're gonna. But just as a note here, to for people to follow uh, at fourteen sleeves because his his sister Julie has Down syndrome. And uh, they're they're doing a shirt sale right now. She's got a she's got like a shirt business. Julie's cool shirts. I saw her uh, the warehouse. She's amazing. Uh, she, she's incredible. She's incredible. And she has she has you know the extra chromosome, right? Like you're talking about that love chromosome. Um, hey, right. uh, so Mary Jane Baker has asked a question here. Uh, it's always been a goal of mine to learn to juggle. Do you have any tips for a beginner? What would what would be a quick tip you could give to somebody who wants to learn to juggle? What's the quickest way to start that process off? Uh, I guess like anything now, there's so many videos on YouTube that break things down. That, there's probably some great videos. Um, I'm trying to figure out if I had one. I had one on a DVD one time where I broke it down and taught people. But um, basically, with, when you're doing three objects, which is the basic learning of juggling, it's called a cascade. It's like a crisscross pattern. It's a okay. sideways figure skate is how the throws are made. So you're starting with one hand that has two. The other has one, you throw the one that all, you always start with the hand that has two, throw that object first to the other hand. And so it comes over to the apex, shoulders width apart, it drops, you throw the under one, other one underneath. So you're always throwing the objects underneath the incoming object. And uh, scarves are a great way to learn. They fall very slowly. And yes. um, that gives you more time to throw and catch. Uh, so oh. that's the big recommendation is try to... Try to learn with scarves first. Yeah, and any kind of scarves will work. They're they're lightweight and they catch the air. So, what um, about small small animals? Small animals, as long as they don't run when they get dropped. 
Yeah, like what, like maybe if they're like if they're passed away. Everyone always asks me about that Steve Martin cat juggling in the movie. Which movie was that? Oh man, I do I do know. Oh, um, the nerd. I don't remember. No, um, oh, I can't remember now. Great, great movie. <laughs> so, some of my ideas or charities to give to. One guy's trying to wipe out cat juggling. <laughs> so you've never you've never juggled an animal. Never, never. But you've done. I did put my daughter in a chair on my chin once. What? Yes. That was that was painful. What what's the what's the hardest thing? What's the hardest thing that you've ever had to juggle? I imagine that once you actually learn the process, like starting to start. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Nice axes. Here's Johnny. Wow. Those are real. All right. Can you guys see me? Let me see. Yeah. All right, let me get this chair out of the way. Oh, sweet. This is kind of like balancing the kid in the chair on the chin. You don't want to make, you want to make sure the wife doesn't find out. Real axes. I've got right. a tile floor underneath me. If I mess up, I'm going to chip the floor. My wife's going to kill me. But here we go. I'll just do one throw for you. You ready? Okay. Sweet. That seems easy. That's all I can do. I'm scared. Scared of my wife. <laughs> yeah, the man who jug juggles machetes is, af is afraid right now that he might scrape the floor. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have no faith in myself. My faith is in Jesus, but not in myself. So um, you, is there anything that you can't juggle? Like, like everything yeah. but the kitchen sink, right? Like literally everything but the kitchen sink? I do the kit. You saw? Did I bring the kitchen sink on the tour that we did? Did I do the sink trick? No, you can even juggle the kitchen sink. You? I didn't bring that on the tour. Maybe I didn't. I think I had my flight, my real easy cases. But I do. I I spin a kitchen sink on a pool cue. I balance the pool cue on my chin, and I juggle three plungers. <laughs> With the kitchen sink on your chin. Yes, with the kitchen sink spinning. All right, so you officially have done so, it The reason I do that is I used to street perform. That's where I cut my teeth, was street performing for years when I was a young guy. Wait, hold on. And, what did uh, you say? Did you say street? I street performed as a, oh, as a young guy for years. That's to, how I... I used, to streak, I used to streak perform, and I got in trouble for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so that was your game, the streak? Performing. I'm currently okay. not wearing pants because I, I do that on all these shows because I I, uh, I, got, I got nowhere else to go. So, uh, so yeah, street, street performing, and people used to come up to me after the show, and they'd say, wow, you juggled everything but the kitchen sink. And I just got tired of hearing that. And I, well, you're right. I don't juggle a kitchen sink, so I figured out how to put the, figured out how to put the kitchen sink in the show. That's amazing. So, um, Honest, so look at listen to these these five range four ranges okay listen close so one to five six to ten eleven to fifteen and sixteen plus 
which range would you say you have in your career injured and maimed someone in the audience? Oh, wow. One to five, six to 10, 11 to 15 or 16 plus. One to five, I had the worst experience. <laughs> what, you mean the first year, like the first five years? No, I mean, how many about? people have you injured or maimed? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that would be under five. That would be under five. Okay, so, but tell me about this experience, though, now that you've brought it up. All right. Now, uh, to put this in context, <laughs> I was... Um, it always has to be in context. Okay, so I was 19. I was yep. working a theme park job. So I was street performing at a theme park, and um, I, I was doing factory work the other part of the year, I, I graduated high school. I was planning to move to Florida to, to try to be in entertainment full-time. That's where the full-time work was for guys like me. Mm -hmm. And this is five years ago. This was a long time ago. Anyway, um, so I'm, I'm uh, working in this factory, saving up money. And the theme park that I worked at every summer when I was in high school called me up and they said, why didn't you audition for the theme park? And I said, well, I'm saving money to move to Florida and I can't just – work your job during the summer. I have to work all year to make enough money. And they said to me, well, why don't you come and work when you can? And I said, wait a minute, let me get this straight. You're offering me a job to come perform in show business when it's convenient for me. That's and they said, yeah. And I said, I'm your guy. So I was working a hot, sweaty factory job that really took a lot out of my body, like yeah. really difficult physical work. And then I would leave there, go home, sleep for two hours, then go to the theme park and, and uh, do shows. And I'd try to pump out six shows. Wow. And so physically, I was really not myself. I mean, I was pretty – it was tough. And um, so I did this routine in my show where I juggled a baseball bat. That doesn't sound good for this story, does it? A baseball bat, a golf ball, and a football. And I'm okay. in the middle of the routine, exhausted from working factory work and doing all these shows. And I would juggle these three different objects and, you know, do the comedy. Sometimes the football being big and odd shaped, it would, it wouldn't, you wouldn't get a good catch when you're juggling it. It would, you would bobble it. Right. Well, I got, I done this for so long and so many shows um, that I could miss that football and I would kick it as it almost hit the ground, I'd kick it back up into the pattern and save it with my foot. And it was reflex. It was just reflex. Well, this particular day I'm doing the show, bobble the football, my foot goes out to, to kick it back, and, man, I punted a line drive. A line drive straight at this family that's in the front row. <laughs> it's I can't still, it affects me, but... Um, it's been long enough. I think the statute of limitations is. Anyway, I drill this little kid in the face. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And it's like I see it, and it's like, no. And, man, line driving. It, it pounds this kid in the side of the cheek, like just nails him. His head snaps back. And I'll never forget. I'll never forget. It was one of those situations where – he, he looks at his dad and then his mom, and he's just kind of dazed. And all of a sudden, it hits him that this miserable, evil juggler had 
nailed him with a football, and he goes, ah! and he starts bawling. And I mean, that was, I go, I'm sorry, folks, show's over. And I rush over, and I, I'm comforting the kid. And I was like, I just, it felt, you can't imagine. You cannot imagine. It's way worse than offending someone with a joke. You can't, you physically hurt somebody, that's it. You qu you're quit. Career is over. I never want to do this again. And uh, thankfully, the family was really cool. The mother and father, there was no hard feelings. The kid wasn't permanently hurt. So uh, he, he, he quieted down. And they, they were, you know, they would console me. I'm just, I'm like 19 years old, 18, 19 years old. And I was just completely crushed because nothing like that had ever happened to me. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it's still, I look back on that and I just cringe. In fact, I I really did quit. I quit for a good hour and a half. I didn't, <laughs> and then they talked me back into going back out and, and uh, picking it up. And, and wow. It but yet, every time after that, I was just, uh, yeah. I, um, I, I, I kind of feel bad that I, don't feel bad about laughing so hard about a kid getting kicked in the face with a football. I, I don't know why that humor is always funny for me, but um, I, I wanted to be a juggler at one point in my life. I've never been to the hospital for anything. And I've been, I, 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 I'm a diver in baseball, a head first slider. Like, you know, I, I've, I've had some, some sprains and, and those type of things, but the closest I ever got to a serious injury was when I was trying to practice juggling, I was in the backyard. I don't even know how old I was. My mom might remember this, but um, I was juggling coat hangers with a friend of mine because we wanted to get uh -uh. in the circus because clearly coat hangers is, that, that's, how, that's how you get into the circus with coat hangers. And I got clipped with the hook of the coat hanger, got me right here and went into oh. the hospital. And literally they said, you know, if it had been, um, you know, a little bit more over, you know, could have done some serious damage, but it hit me, hit me right in here. And uh, that was, that was my, one of, one of the closest I ever got to a serious injury was juggling coat hangers in my backyard to attempt to get into the circus. I don't know how you get into the circus, but that probably wasn't the route. I got two stories related to that. I took a baseball bat to the head, right? I don't know if you can see on the, I got a scar on my, um, All right. this side. I got a scar in my eyebrow from a baseball bat when I was a kid. Uh, the, the neighbor girl that lived behind us, uh, mm -hmm. we were playing tennis ball baseball. She gets a hit. I'm on her same team, but I'm catching because we don't have enough players to catch and bat and all that. So all she does, man, when she hits that good, good hit, she slings that baseball bat. And I just remember seeing this baseball bat that was just whipping sideways. <laughs> and man, I came back and I got the fat end of that baseball bat broadside against my head. Wham! And it made it made the the sound of like a home run hit, the crack of the bat when it hit my head. On your forehead? Snap back. I'm like dazed and I put my head up, my hand up to my head, nothing. Put my hand back up there. Man, there's like blood everywhere. It's like a murder scene. <laughs> yeah, we're running get my parents go to the hospital just five stitches but i mean you just you don't know like if it ripped your face off like you just, yeah whatever you can't see it's like feels like the worst and then the other story was my buddy was in the circus 
and uh, they were doing trapeze act. And he, uh, he, he claims this wasn't his story, but he knew like another trapeze artist that told this story. Yeah. And, um, you know, and when you're doing shows all the time, you get you get a finesse and you get, you know, a style that you're doing for the audience yeah. and it becomes like a routine. Well, they had this routine where they would add a bar to the trapeze, do the trick, come off the trapeze, grab the bar and then sling it down to the, the waiting catcher who was down below. Right. And then this particular day they had moved the trapeze and the audience was now on the right and the guy does the trick on the trapeze, takes the extra bar, sling, slings it away with his finesse and then realizes that he's now slung a steel bar way down to the audience. <laughs> this kid who's watching the show reaches up and snags that steel bar out of the air Tosses it back over to where the people are in the circus, and that was it. He's back to watching the show. Just snatch, snack that, yeah. snag that uh, steel bar before it just killed somebody. See, that is the beautiful, the beautiful part about um, the the sort of entertainment and comedy that you do. Like those those type of things. Like you know, the worst that's going to happen for me is a line might fall flat. But every once in a while, I try something, and I did a headstand on stage across this tour and on there's a video of it and i actually fell off the stage i did my headstand went too far and i went right over and fell off the stage wow landed on my butt it was the stage was like you imagine if it was like in a gymnasium with like a five foot stage onto a cement but this was like onto a carpet about a three foot three foot drop and uh that was that was that was the best physical um, uh, physical fail that I had, but it turned into this thing. I put my hands in the air, ta-da, and I got up. And, and uh, there, there are people who, who saw the show who, saw, who came up to me and like, did you plan that? And I was like, yeah, of course <laughs> I planned question. that. That looks so real. <laughs> I, had, I had that do this out of control unicycle riding. You remember seeing me do that on the tall, the tall unicycle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. First learned to ride the unicycle and put it in the show, um, I was already doing that out of control character. And uh, I think I was touring for Disney. We were doing these promotional marketing tours out West. And uh, I was on this stage where they had a bunch of decorations on the back end. These are big facades and, you know, they were, Disney always had theme stuff. And so I did my act and I got to the unicycle and I'm riding out of control. Looked like I'm, almost about to crash and I get to the back of the stage and I put my hand up to lean on a wall. I usually lean on a wall at some point and get some jokes in and get some laughs. Well, I lean against the, the wall and, uh, you know, I'm doing a couple lines, but I noticed that I didn't feel right. Didn't when I'm leaning against the wall, but the wall is slowly falling and it's the edge of the stage. So, on a unicycle, if you're whichever direction you're leaning is the direction you have to ride in order to get back up right, and yeah. get to sit, get get upright again. And I'm at the edge of the stage, and the facade's behind that, and I'm leaning that direction. There's no way for me now to ride it out and correct. And I just I just fall like a tree, <laughs> and the, the whole like cardboard facade goes. I go. 
But as long as the laughs were there, that was the important thing. And I was okay. I, I felt, I felt, landed on my feet. It was all good. But uh, that's the most important thing is uh, getting the laugh and also knowing how to fall. Yeah. Knowing how to fall. Well, getting, getting the laugh fall. even beats knowing how to fall. You better know how. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, just so you know, um, that's the bell. So we're going to be having to close off the show here. But um, I want to do one one thing with you here before we go. But before I do that, let everybody on here know how they can find you through social media, website, those type of things. Okay, thanks. Uh, Facebook, you can go to Stunt Comedian. Uh, that's my handle on Facebook, just Stunt Comedian. Yep. And then also on Instagram. And uh, my website is uh, www.maxwinfrey.com. Maxwinfrey.com. So Max just M-A-X, and then Winfrey is spelled just like Oprah's last name, W-I-N-F-R-E-Y. How, and you can how in the world, out of all of the, like, handles that are out there, how did you manage to get Stunt Comedian? You would think that, like, that seemed like to be a handle that's, that clearly somebody would have taken. That's amazing that you got that one. I don't know. It's weird. And people don't know what Stunt Comedian means, so I don't know. I don't know how good it is, but it just, it kind of describes a lot of what I do. Yeah, I know. I think I think it's perfect for what you do. So make sure uh, everybody on here, make sure that you follow uh, uh, Max Winfrey here, stunt comedian. Um, as soon as you get an opportunity to host a live show, this is a gentleman you need to have on there. Um, puts on an incredible performance. I love touring with you, and hopefully we'll be able to do that when. Uh, it was a pleasure being up there. And any, any of you guys that have outreaches, I also share testimony. We yeah. try to win people to Christ, and so... Um, yeah, I'd love to come out whenever whenever we're able to gather again. I'd love to come out and see you guys. So I want to show you uh, something here. I brought three knives. They're real. And I'm going to juggle them for you. And I want I want you to just take a look at, at basic form um, before we go here to make sure. What's that? You do not have to do this. Okay. Just... I'm signing off now. I'm signing off. No, don't sign off. I need you. I need you. Hold on. I can't be a party to this. Okay, but watch this, though. So this is my sleep mask. Here we go. Three knives. And I want you to just judge the form, okay? So I'm going to be blindfolded, wearing no pants. Why don't you just give us the sounds of juggling and we don't have to listen? Here we go. I mean, we don't have to watch. Here we go. Ready? Okay. How was the form in general? I think it was good. I would uh, maybe learn with balls first. Hmm. Might be. I'm just guessing. But I think if you could juggle three bean bags or socks and then maybe work your way up to something with a little bit of danger, that might be a better route. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm still falling here. They're just, they're just buttered. They're like... They're, well, they're sharper butter knives, but I mean, I figured it's a good place to start. Well, they probably will penetrate an eyeball. So, hmm. again, the sock probably doesn't penetrate the eyeball. Well, that's why that's why I thought I would do it blindfolded, right? Yes. Safety first. Yeah, but remember the coat hangers. Hmm. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. That's what I needed. I needed somebody. That's wonderful, man. 
somebody just to give a little perspective. But I, I wanted to try to impress you on some level. So I was I was impressed and in. Well, I, I want to thank you for at least um, looking at it. If you have any notes you want to send me to improve that. I, I actually didn't see what happened. I'm going to have to look at the video later because I was blindfolded. So I felt like I was landing it, um, but I, I won't know until I look back on the footage. One of my favorite memes you did was uh, you you included me, you, you tagged me in a post where you were uh, – it was just a picture of your sock foot on the floor with, with and a knife <laughs> between the toes in the sock. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was hysterical. I might, I might repost, I might repost that one because of this. I might put that one up tomorrow because that. Yeah, please, please. That was beautiful work. Beautiful work. Thanks so much, man. Um, Max Winfrey, thank you for joining me here on Calling Comedians in Quarantine. Uh, stay in touch and stay well. And and please, please. Just say no to zombies. If you come across them, say no to zombies, Max, okay? Okay. Your brain, your brain is for thinking, not for eating. Okay, that's my tip to you. All right, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, Max. God bless. Take care, man. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Calling Comedians Inca Quarantine. Please take a moment to like, share, subscribe, and ring the little bell so you and your friends don't miss any of the laughs. Episodes will be uploaded here at Timmy's Shorts daily until I run out. And be sure to check out the description below for links to connect with myself or my guests on social media, support us by buying merchandise, and also download the podcast version of this show. Until next time, remember, your brain, it's for thinking, not for eating. So just say no to zombies. My name's Timmy Boyle.